What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, and thanks so much for checking it out this week. We have got an amazing guest. My good friend Thomas Nickel dropped by with his girlfriend, who is also a close friend of mine, and they spoke to me about composing pieces, and uh, he spoke to me about playing piano. Thomas is an incredible musician. In fact, he's already played Carnegie Hall, and he's not even 25 yet. So we talked about that, and we talked about finding new influences, scoring pieces for live performances, and most importantly, how he met his longtime collaborator and girlfriend, Fiona. Um, This was a really cool episode. There's a lot of cool stories in it and uh, really cool anecdotes, so I really hope you enjoy it. But without further ado, you guys, Thomas Nickel. Looking at it that way is... That's really important to kind of... And also, I think with you, you're so well-versed in the different types of, you know piano players and the different types of musicians that you listen to and stuff which is really cool and then you of course started doing these you started scoring for the ballet with mm-hmm. fiona how did you first of all how did you meet fiona <laughs> i want to get into that yeah. whole story yeah she um i met fiona at um professional children's school in um junior year of high school and as i was saying before we got together very quickly um, and like i mean everything philosophically you know socially everything we were totally one in the same it all we, lined up you know we yeah. all lined up and then we were coming from totally different musical backgrounds um i didn't know a ton about rock music and um 90s grunge and <laughs> that stuff and but she showed that stuff to me and i got into it really you know really quickly what was your favorite <laughs> 90s artist um well i love nirvana um and the white stripes although they're not really not you know they're yeah yeah early 2000s but you know same yeah Yeah, very similar but i guess mainly nirvana is really i guess has become pretty important for me and um so and then i obviously (laughs) returned the favor and she i i know say she's probably appreciates bach (laughs) she loves bach bach is so Um, important i mean you know like and it's so cool that you you know are in nirvana but bach it's also like it's just it's such a you don't everyone knows Bach even if they don't know that they're listening to Bach you know yeah. they've heard it yeah. at some point it's been used in as a background for some commercial or for yeah. whatever it is it's mm-hmm. always been there you know um, and yeah. there's no other artist that's really had that you know it's it's really just him yeah and the level of, of musical ability within that one human being is just mind-blowing the amount of music he wrote and the con- consistent level of of, of inspiration throughout just never went went down only yeah i mean it it, it, it just stayed at a consistent level of of greatness yeah no i mean truly um, it's like it's incredible no, it's, it's, yeah do you which, which is funny that you mentioned nirvana do you see nirvana in any of your work or is it not something um, that well i guess in like the i mean like the the really raw just um because they, I mean, it, there is the you know the feel like these are people who have shared life experiences and they're trying to express something really, really internal that you know they, they get together oh, and yeah. they just play. It's like a primal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's that thing of trying to express that thing that can only come out through music. Um, I hear it in them like I hear it in in Bach or you know in. Henry Cowell's music or Charles Ives, so it's you hear it in yeah, all. Yeah, no, there's like this continuous thing, and it's it's something that can't be faked too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why Nirvana, like when they 
came out, it was such a universal hit. It's like, the, and if you listen back to it, it's not, you know, for, for me as a kid, listening to it was such a revolutionary thing when I heard it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. this is such a sonic, it just, it, it just felt incredible. I had the same other feeling when I listened to like My Bloody Valentine for the first time, where they're just straining guitars and, and doing crazy mm-hmm. stuff, you know. It's yeah. just this. It's you're overwhelmed by it, you know. And there's nothing, and and that's why everyone feels it, you know. That's why if you ask current rap stars' biggest inspiration, they'll say Nirvana. And uh-huh. You'll be like, really? Because <laughs> I don't hear it, but you know, it's it. It doesn't matter. Kind of, it's one of those things where it reaches everybody, yeah. which I think is so incredible. Like to be on that level, I could only imagine what it would be like to be like on that level of, as as an artist. You know? I know. Yeah. I mean, but it's thanks to Fiona that <laughs> that I I that I know know them and you know have that that experience of, yeah. of hearing them and yeah we Fiona and I started basically we you know we started improvising music together and kind of um, then also from there just started playing the things we loved together and she would add drums to a Bach concerto and I would play the piano for Janis Joplin or something and, that's great and, um, and were you guys yeah. like recording it? Were you guys like, you know, do you guys have like originals and stuff? Is there a box mm-hmm. of, that's so great, <laughs> of like unreleased stuff? Yeah. That's well, really cool. I mean, it's like voice memos on our iPhone. <laughs> and stuff yeah, like that's, that. how it, that's, that's how it is. That's um, how it starts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we composed these these pieces for, for, for dance which, um, for our friend uh, Christopher Dariano because um, he is an just an absolutely astonishingly talented dancer um, and choreographer and he dances in the the core of Pacific Northwest Ballet in Seattle um, and so he was accepted to, to choreograph this piece for their their next step program which is it happens annually in June um, and so he asked us if we would write the music since we we all three knew each other so well and he wanted to do something that was totally original from the start he didn't want to reuse music and he didn't want to um, he wanted something that he could be a part of the creative process from the beginning on all aspects of it um, and we love love that idea too so um, so we clicked on that and we started writing the music in the summer before and then kind of let it sit for a little while and then we got back to it and then just through improvisations and through Discussions and you know the recording process that came together as this this piece. Yeah. Um, was it hard to to because you said you let it sit for a while? For me, yeah. sometimes that's helpful, but sometimes it's also like this weird like you feel like you're stuck in a you know like you're just kind of stuck in time. Like how did you guys deal? How long yeah. of a period was it? Like were you guys able to kind of easy transition or was it? Yeah. Well, I mean, in the summer, we we all spent a bit of time together. Um, and we laid out the initial themes, uh, musical and otherwise, and we knew that that was going to be the basis of the piece, and so we kind of played around with those to varying degrees of seriousness throughout the next few months, and then Chris was like, so it's kind of about time that I'm gonna start having rehearsals and stuff like that, so we've gotta get together the more formed movements of the piece and we discussed that it's going to be seven movements and there's going to be this sort of progression and these these types of characters though not like they're more abstract characters sort of representing right um you know p- humans development throughout their their adolescent 
years and you know that sort of thing and um so we started writing music and and improvising and sending him these recordings and then we recorded it that i guess late winter early spring of um of that year after and he choreographed it and it went off went off really well so. was this the first one yeah, th- yeah. This is, it was incredible it was really really <laughs> great you guys i mean you guys threw a little party and it was it was really fun yeah. but it was yeah i mean just just seeing that that's something that especially not knowing because you guys you know did he did he give you the like you said he i guess he kind of gave you outline of characters but mm-hmm. you hadn't seen any of the moves which is the most important part yeah that yeah. was sort of <laughs> so how did you function just being in the dark on that like were you just like all right i guess we just yeah, gonna do I mean, what we like you know just yeah we're <laughs> there was like a bit of like we're yeah we're gonna do our thing we're gonna we know what you want but we're gonna also do our <laughs> our thing because you didn't give us any anything to well, go yeah, off yeah I mean of. you'd have to I mean there's no yeah you you, you know you have because I don't think you're yeah. gonna have a choice at that point yeah so it's like you're you asked for our music so we're gonna give that yeah we're gonna give you what you asked for that's great um, though that's really cool and then he got it and he you know he had that to work with and he based his choreography off of our music which is in some you know music can be as as uh, as vague and as or as universal as just one kind of concept that somebody gives you one summer and so um, he used that for his choreography and then then we ended up with this really really great piece that was performed in June of that year and then he got accepted again for that same program. So he, <laughs> we were fortunate enough to get asked again to do the music for this, the, for Pacific Northwest Ballet's next step program. Yeah, well, it made sense. I mean, the first one was really good. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah that, that definitely transfers over. Yeah. When when you're when you're like writing these pieces, what's kind of going? I mean, are you because I know it's a lot of improvisation and stuff, but are you thinking of certain themes and stuff that you like? You know, are you adjusting your playing? You know. To, to certain feelings you're having about mm-hmm. certain things and yeah well the one thing I always it's a great horn in the background <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry exactly. go, go ahead no 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 <laughs> um, I mean the one thing I really really aim for um, like above all else in music is to make sure every piece is its own thing and it has its own it's, its own kind of language within itself um, so I, I, I mean there, there were seven movements of the piece and we wanted it to have its own coherent language throughout but with each each movement being its own own progression and, and having its own dissonances and its own resolutions and its own kind of questions and so um, within that your playing style be, becomes what you're striving to to say yeah um, it becomes more of like a, you're trying to make a statement yeah especially yeah. when you're scoring i think that yeah mm-hmm. that definitely makes more obviously with the yeah. music as well but it really has to be impactful if you know it's first of all it's gonna be performed and then it's gonna be filmed uh-huh. you know you want to make sure yeah. it really comes across mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly that's really cool um so yeah so so when you guys finish the, i mean what what's what's like in your future for this sort of stuff what is because i know you're at this amazing program you want to keep doing this obviously you've done incredible shows actually I, i'll stop right there and i'll say you've done amazing shows you've played carnegie hall that's a huge <laughs> thing um how did you get into that i mean how did you do that show that's that's a um, huge show and you've played it before you know yeah. you're, you've played it at such a young age well, which is incredible i mean 
in classical music there is an <laughs> there's this sort of I don't even know what to call it this it's this kind of there's a competition element to it and I'm not a huge lover of that but you know that's what people do and that's what you do as a, when you're younger so I you know when I, I when I was at Manus people like you should enter these competitions and stuff like that so I I entered and I I would win some of these smaller competitions that had in the end these performances at Carnegie Hall so I I had a few of those under my my belt and I ended up meeting these people um, Barry Alexandra and Cosmo Bono who are two amazing classical music they used to be performers themselves and then they started this organization to help young young musicians um, so they basically took me on as a client and they were started um, taking you know taking my name and my work out there to to introduce to orchestras and to festivals and and through through all that stuff I ended up working with this orchestra from England um, called the Orchestra of the Swan and we performed a couple of times in England and then decided it was the right time to bring that that show over to Carnegie Hall and um, then we performed that's an, I mean, <laughs> how Carnegie did you Hall feel being able to play Carnegie Hall at, you know that's yeah. that's an amazing I mean was, were you terrified I would have been so nervous <laughs> I was yeah there was there was a bit of terror in, <laughs> involved um, it's I mean it's the it's a really weird feeling to be totally honest I mean it's it's a great feeling but you're on this stage that the people you've you've you know grown up like admiring and really they've they they raised your musical you know your musical personality so and and there they've all been they've there been before. there <laughs> they've been sitting right where you sat yeah so there's a lot going through your head when you're playing um so it's you just have to it's a level of focus that <laughs> that you you have to you you haven't really encountered on another another stage so you have to get to that level of focus um and try to just beat the nerves do you sort of like how do you block it out do you just make sure you just like do you just keep your head down and just yeah just try not to look to your right yeah <laughs> and <laughs> then you should be fine <laughs> yeah just keep i mean I, hey i think that's a smart thing even you know even me sometimes when when we're starting out on stage it'll be like there's not even that many people there it's a small venue mm -hmm. but it'll be like oh okay i have to start like i have to hit the opening note so yeah. let's get this started and that's always you get nervous even if it's mm -hmm. a super simple song yeah you know so i can only imagine on that scale yeah but that's really amazing i mean like i i just i try to put myself in every and look at it from every perspective I can. Like, imagine if I was in the audience listening and what I'd want to hear, and then I just try to recreate what I would want to hear and hope that there's that same person in the audience who will appreciate this thing that I would like my to hear performed. Yeah, same um, mindset. Yeah, yeah so exactly. I just, kind of, I just try to play like myself. Yeah, and, of course. No, that's, well I that's can, I think, the know. most important thing is to just... And that's what everyone says is do play what you want to hear because if you're trying to be something else or trying to do so it's never it's usually not going to work you know mm -hmm. people want it there's a genuineness that you need in order to yeah. make popular music it's just how it works mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think that's really true but back to the question before i mean what 
what what do you see yourself doing now that you're you know do you want to i mean i know we've talked a little bit about this but Mm -hmm. you obviously are going to keep playing piano you've had all these incredible experiences and you've done all these amazing things um what what do you think the future you know what what do you see happening like what do you see what's the game plan (laughs) well i i really just hope i can find the balance between playing and writing um and i i love playing as much as i as i can and playing all the different like you know whenever i meet somebody or and i i you know you you build a collaboration i love the collaborative yeah. process and and so i i hope that there's more collaboration in the future but i i really want to I guess bring back something to the music, to the classical music that has, I feel, been kind of, um, I guess, sort of, you say people forgot about it or trying to ignore it. And since classical music is something that's so based in academics and studying and training and all that stuff, the people doing the training are ignoring something extremely important. And what, what element is that? Yeah, That's the element of music really in when it comes down to it people yeah. teach you the score they don't teach you what in what this score is what yeah, this the music energy is. into it and because these people they improvise and they that music there was a time when it wasn't there and there was a reason why it what it ended up being there and we all love this music so much we want to recreate that that atmosphere that created it that to me that's the most important thing um is making people relive everything about this 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 great music um because it's it's really it's history when you're playing it too it's not just the sound um and that's what I, i love so much about it is you're you're doing something it's that, bringing something back yeah. to life. It's like, a, more than just about mm-hmm. anything else. I feel like, especially with piano, because it's you know obviously it's the same instrument, and there's different variations of different types of pianos and whatnot. But for the most part, there's they're not sending it through an effect chain or whatever. Yeah. It's not like a guitar where this it varies so greatly. By you really are playing the you know if you're playing it correctly, a piece yeah. of history. It really is very you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's that's true. That's really important. Yeah, yeah. So the, I I love playing repertoire that I feel is is ignored. Um, like lately, I've been very very interested in Baroque music. So like music from the 1600s into the early 1700s, and and pe- people back then really had such a free idea of music, and they they improvised. And there's so much of that tradition that's not written down. Yet people teach it as though it, everything is written down just like it is with Stockhausen. So that's not really the way that <laughs> you should be playing that music. It's um, and since we can't really, you know, know exactly what these people did, um, we have to to just recreate it in our own yeah. I mean, I think, way. And, I think um, what you said also about doing like research and like actually figuring yeah. it out because it's one thing to look at a page and be like, okay, this is technically what it is. But that's not what music is. Like you said, music is, yeah. it's, it's adding energy, it's adding your own performance to it. And there's reason, that's the reason why, you know, certain people like, you know, our friend Calvin, he's got such a style and such an energy to himself. He can go up on stage and do anything and it would be yeah. compelling in some, you know, it yeah. would be compelling in some way just because that's how he is. 
and it's what you put into it. And I think I think you're right. I think a lot of that gets lost. Um, so it's good that you're looking deeper into that because I don't, you know, I, I like I said, I'm not an expert in the in the area, but I'd imagine that it's 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 lacking that certainly. Yeah, yeah. No, there's. I, but, that's one thing I hope for is to to I mean to remind people that this is a it's a living living art form. It's not like you're you know seeing a museum exhibit which is how a lot of people oh see totally i think music. that's the that's the perfect way of describing yeah. it yeah it's people it's a very yeah it's like you know it's mm-hmm. a it's an elegant like nice it's a high society yeah. sort of thing no, that's not <laughs> that's not what it, i mean if, if that's how music was for the people living back then then why were they creating music it's it's a it's a primal thing it's yeah not, exactly you know people wrote it for you know dance people wrote it for social reasons they wrote it for political reasons they wrote it for the just pure i need to say something just like it is now um and it's not (laughs) definitely not supposed to be confined yeah to one type of performance yeah well i have no worries with i mean as long as i know that you're out there able to you know kind of put your own (laughs) life into it seriously i I really i really do i'm super confident in that but uh i guess we'll come down to the final question which is if you had one sort of piece of advice you give to someone who's starting out on piano and i think this is important too because piano is very daunting it's doesn't (laughs) it it just seems more difficult and it's something that a lot of of people lots of buttons (laughs) yeah exactly and and they all look the same there's no sort of you know um, i guess guitar is, is also scary but it's piano especially for me it's such a physically huge instrument Mm -hmm. you know what would you say to someone who's maybe getting started and they want to try their own thing and they also don't want to just recite the old stuff like you said um well just ask questions and and just don't be satisfied with the answers (laughs) basically because that's i mean for me that's what i've always what i've always done is just kind of you know see hear the music and know that this is i'm I'm hearing something that people have heard before but it's different (laughs) the way i'm hearing it is different just like the way that anyone else when they hear it is it's not the same um and so to realize that what you're doing will always strike someone differently um and to emphasize what you can do to make that different um and part of that is finding out why it exists in the first place and you know why are you so in love with it um yeah (laughs) i think that's a huge part of i think yeah i mean it's also yeah it is finding out why you're and i think it's finding out why you love it and then why the person that you love loved it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then also the community around them so like for me it's alternative rock and it's this just never-ending saga of just like this band was really big at the time too but this band was smaller and they knew them and and they're both using the same sort of equipment but they're writing completely different stuff Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 an amazing sort of uh rabbit hole to fall down so yeah exactly yeah well thank you so much man i really appreciate it thanks (laughs) thank you thank you AJ. yeah of course this is so much fun yeah thank you i'm glad you enjoyed it (laughs)